What's going on, people? This is Lecrae. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Kel Mitchell. If you want this, that would be me. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Brian Hooks. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Dorinda Clark Cole. Yo, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev, on stage. Yo, what's up? This is Doug E. Fresh. <laughs> what up, what up? It's DJ Emmy for that Breakfast Club. What's up, everybody? It's Mr. Tompox. Hello there. This is Kim Burrell. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Cardi Cortez. Well, hello there. I am Ja'Kalen Carr. Good afternoon. It's Jess with the mess. Hey, everyone. This is Faith Jesse. My name is Kid from Kid and Play. Peace to the planet. Charlemagne the God here. What's up, y'all? Las Vegas. It's said entertainer. I want you to download and tune into the greatest gospel station in the Las Vegas area. It's the number one gospel station. Number one gospel station. Number one gospel radio. Check it out. I need you to do me a favor. I need you to go download Anointed Radio app. From either the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. For 24-7 gospel. Make sure to check out their website at anointedradionetwork.com. Music for the soul, music for your spirit, music to lift your heart. That soul food for your body, that energy for your spirit. Gospel in the morning, gospel for lunch, gospel at dinner, and then you go to sleep. You know what? Guess what? You dreaming about some gospel. Sometimes these are the songs that really uplift us and uh, get us through some of the tough times. Salute Pastor J. Calhoun and Anointed Radio. Know your boy wouldn't steer you around. Go listen right now. You feel me? Check them out without no doubt because gospel is what it's all about. Hey, hey, everybody, this is Pastor Jay. We're going to start off in normal fashion with a scripture and a prayer. The scripture we're coming out of today is Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive ways in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Sometimes we have to pray that prayer because sometimes we could get distracted. You could be able to be led in a way that is not of God is because of vanity. It could be of ego. It could be an influence of friends because you have to always watch your circle. You have to stay in the will of God. Ego can always take you off the path. So if, if there's things in you that you feel like is really taken from your relationship with God, you just got to ask God to search your heart, search your ways, anything that's offensive in any type of way, ask God to remove it. Sometimes when you ask to remove it, can I tell you something today? God will remove some people. Hello, somebody. God will remove you from certain situations. It could be that job. It could be that environment so that you and God can rekindle that relationship so that it could be a stronger bond between you and God. Amen. Amen. Dear Father God, we just thank you, God. We thank you for bringing us through this week. We thank you, God, for everything that you're doing, God. Let your will be done. God bless everybody under the sound of my voice that they can see you, that they can see the evidence of you, God, in their life. Let anybody that has been distracted, that needs to recommit, that needs to be able to see your presence more clear, more near in their life, God, just be able to give them that new revelation. Give them that new, fresh wind to keep doing good 
and not be weary in the good doing that they're doing. God, let us be able to reach uh, the unreachable, teach the unteachable, and even touch somebody with the hardest heart so they can say, what can I do to be saved? God, we just ask you to expand the territory of anointed radio, enlarge the territory of anointed radio. Let's be able to get to new airwaves, new, new broadcasts, new people, new cities, new, new, new people that just stumble upon us on any platform that we're on so that they can be able to, to start that seed of a relationship with you, God, God, just bless everybody under the sound of my voice to be able to be, to be healed, to be delivered, to, to break every chain that's been holding them back from their purpose, to be able to, to, encourage them in the times when they feel like they've cried and had no one in their favor, when they felt like they were alone, all the people that's dealing with depression and suicide. God, I ask you to intervene right now in the mighty name of Jesus. I declare and decree in the mighty name of Jesus that people will be set free, healed and delivered, and that despite of what they're going through, that they can see you and always have hope. So, God, we just thank you. Have your way tonight. Be able to help somebody with what's said tonight. We said that all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. This is Pastor Jay. And like always, I got something to say. And what I got to say is this. You can follow me at Anointed Jaylon. You can see it on the screen. Anointed Jaylon on all social media platforms. And if you want to listen to any of my music, renew my praise, my team rep, Jesus, uh, Jesus, you make me happy, slip away, and all of those great things. You could listen to all of my music on all of those digital streaming platforms. Um, so let's go and do and pay some bills right now. Make sure you download the Anointed Radio app. If you haven't downloaded, we just updated the app where you can listen to all of our podcasts. You can see all of our social media. It's the new and approved 2.0 of Anointed Radio app where you can be able to listen to 24-hour gospel, Christian hip-hop, uh, Hillsong, all of that in one place. Because if you didn't know, now you know in 2024, all cars are no longer going to have an antenna. So you could be ahead of the curve right now if you download the anointed radio app and get 24-hour gospel all day every day seven days a week uninterrupted so download the anointed radio app follow us at lv anointed radio um and one thing i just want everybody to know is that you matter somebody out there feel like they're on their last leg someone out there feel like they ain't got no friends so many people are going through a lot of things right now and i just pray that you know that God loves you, I love you, and that you matter, and that there's always hope. The way you start the chapter is not the way you're going to finish it. So keep writing your chapter and start that new one. And I'm telling you, watch God be amazing in your life. So we have some people of absent tonight. We have the Dr. Marvinetta Clay, everybody's favorite auntie here in Las Vegas. She is absent because she's doing, she is teaching Bible study all in decency and order. So um, she has, ex, you know, absence. So we have Dr. Marvinetta Clay. You can follow her on all social media platforms and on the fourth Monday, everybody say fourth Monday with me. Dr. Marvinetta Clay has her own TV show with the Anointed Radio on Roku. So download the Anointed Radio app on Roku and watch the teaching hour with Dr. Marvinetta Clay. She's going to be breaking down scripture. She's going to be breaking down the word. It's going to be a great word. It's not going to be so traditional. It's going to be something that you can relate and take something from. So definitely look out for Dr. Marvinetta Clay. Follow her on all her social media platforms. Another person to check out is Jay Spates. He's out being... 
the basketball coach. He's he's in our community. He's doing great things in our community. So he's out coaching right now. Definitely follow him at I think it's Fly Guy Twenty Three. I think that's his social media platform, but check out Jay Spates on uh, Facebook. You can follow him and all the great things that he's doing, but we have people that's in the studio today. We have the lovely Brittany Marley. And if y'all didn't know, she didn't know I was going to do this her birthday tomorrow. So with being said, make sure y'all go ahead and shout her out tomorrow and say happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Sure, you go and say happy birthday tomorrow to Miss Brittany Mur- uh, Oh, I was gonna say Murphy. Jesus Marley, um, and say happy birthday, and, and she'll be able to tell you where you can follow her. And then we have the talented and funny Simi So Real in the building. Hey there, everybody! You know where you can follow me at Simi So Real Instagram, Facebook, and Tip to the Top. And, and, and Miss Brittany, where can everybody follow you at? You can follow me on Instagram at I am Brittany Marley. And like I always say, every Tuesday, Testimony Tuesday with Brittany and Kelly.blogspot.com. We are in season four, so check us out. Amen. And we have our special guest. He is from Las Vegas, and he has a big magazine company here called My Vegas Magazine. His name is Mark Schaefer. Everybody welcome him to the platform. Hey. All right, all right. So where can everybody find you? Uh, well, right now I'm in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to find me tonight, I'm in Nashville, but I'll be back Saturday. Uh, where can you find me or the, uh, my product? Uh, where's your social media handles, websites, all that good stuff. Oh, all that. So forgive me my first time here with you guys. And first of all, I'm thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I, I'm so happy to be here. You guys are like celebrities and I'm just hanging out. So it's fun. Thank you. <laughs> um, where can you find me? Well, uh, uh, five to six days a week. I'm uh, probably in and out of my church. I love that so much, uh, crossing church, but, uh, social media handles and all that. MyVegasMag.com is where uh, my business is. And honestly, I don't really have a personal life. If it isn't magazines or music, it's uh, it's uh, church. Those are my three parts of my life and, and loving God, you know. Amen. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Keeps, keeps you balanced. Yeah, that's about yeah. The, that's exactly it. It's balanced. And I, I was told, told about the three B's about five years ago. A friend of mine, she said, you got to get the three B's. I said, what's that? She said, you got to get busy. You got to get uh, uh, busy, balanced, and uh, um, boundaries. You got to have boundaries. Mm, that's good. Something when you opened up today, you said uh, God will, yeah, and he does. He, he puts people in your life, and he takes them out. And, and uh, I've got this big, beautiful wall around me now, big circle. And I love the people that come in it that, that can stay, that stay and pray. And uh, But God puts people in my life and takes them out. And I got boundaries now, and I, it's, it's, I can go on and on, but I can talk more about that later. But. Yeah, so uh, definitely balance. Amen. Works for me. Amen. And with that, let's go ahead and shout out our our sports partners. Our sports partners is the Las Vegas Raiders, the Las Vegas Knights, the Las Vegas Aviators, the Las Vegas Lights, and the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Shout out to all of them. Our sports show is developing right now. Um, We're oh, and I can't talk. I can't forget our champions the Las Vegas champions, the WNBA Las Vegas Lady Aces. Oh, yeah, Shout yeah, out yeah. to them. Um, 
We're, our sports show is in developing. It will be exclusive to the Roku channel, and we're developing some great content so we could be able to upgrade what we've done previously and give our partners greater coverages and talk real deep about the sports. So with that, we're going to go ahead and hand it off to Miss Brittany Marley with our game of the night. All right, y'all. So tonight we're doing Bible trivia. We haven't done that in a while, so this is what we're going to do. If you know the answer, just shout it out. Nothing. It's not that deep. Here we go. Number one. I feel like we need some music. Anyhow, <laughs> number one. <laughs> what disciple was a tax collector? Matthew. Matthew. Yep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Which disciple? Cut off a man's ear in the garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. Peter. Simon okay. Peter. Wow. Okay. Who was, the first, <laughs> who was the first king of Israel? Saul. Saul. Amen. Saul. Was yes. it Saul? Yes. Who, send me, take a beat, like, give a second before you, like, let them. Sorry. Them okay. <laughs> Here we go. Who were the first two disciples Jesus called? There we go. Who were the first two disciples Jesus called? Peter. John. The first two. Peter and not John. Peter and. I'm trying to go back in my Rolodex. Oh, I'm trying to remember the two fishermen. Uh, it's Peter. Simon Peter. And oh, what is that Name second one? Was it James? A. Name starts with an A. Mm -mm. Oh, you threw me off with the A part. Nope. Andrew. Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't even remember Andrew as a disciple. Oh, that's, that's horrible. What man, what man saw the first rainbow? Noah. Noah, yeah. In the parable of the lost sheep, how many were lost? One. One. There we go. I thought there was going to be a trick question. <laughs> what was the name of Moses' sister? Yeah, sisters. Come on. <laughs> wow, I didn't know he had sisters. Okay, her name was it. It started with an R, I think. A M. Mer 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 Meredith. Mer Mer no. Miriam. Miriam. It was Miriam. Is that what you said, Mark? Did you I say Miriam? Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, we got three more. Here we go. Who worked 14 years for a wife? Who worked Jacob. Years for what? Who worked 14 years for a wife? For a wife? Uh-huh. Simi said it, but I'll let you give you a shot at it too. Jacob. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. I heard, I heard that. You did? <laughs> after, okay, after a seven-day march around its walls, what city fell? Simi really trying to wait. <laughs> I, I, I was going to I'm, I'm, I'm. Anybody, anybody. Jericho. Jericho. There we go. Last one. To what city was Paul going when he was converted? Mm, just on the road to, you know, just give me the hint. On the road to Damascus. 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 There wow. you go. There you go. And that was it. Bible trivia. Y'all did really good. Yeah. Okay, we go to Bible study, y'all. <laughs> I don't 
think those were too tough. Not too tough. Yeah. Amen. That was the game. So um, everybody, make sure you share, like, subscribe. All my YouTube people, I forgot to say, make sure you subscribe hit that like button so you can subscribe all my LinkedIn people. Welcome all my professional connected people. Go ahead and like it and share it with somebody, tag somebody. Um, we're going to go into the interview and we're going to learn more about Mr. Mark. And the first question, Mr. Mark is this. Uh oh, here we go. <laughs> where is your hometown and where do you reside now? Uh, Vegas. Oh yeah. Vegas, my hometown. Born and raised all my life there. I escaped twice, two times. I, I say escape because uh, it's like, uh, you know, with all the mountains around, it's like one big valley. It's like a prison. You got to get up and over the walls to get out of there. So I escaped twice and I went to uh, 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 Lake Tahoe. And uh, when I was 18, I, I, I busted out of Vegas and went up there for two years. I wanted to be a ski patrol and uh, I skied like crazy and had a lot of fun, but had to come back. I came back for business because Vegas is a, a boom town, you know, like we all know. And then again, I left uh, uh, when I was 26. My dad was from Florida and my mom raised us in Vegas. So I wanted to go see my dad, spend some time with him. So I spent about 10 years in Florida and then came back and uh, again on business, got a business offer and uh, had to come back. Vegas is a boom town for business, I tell you. And uh, it's hard to, uh, it's, 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 it's easy to succeed if you keep if you keep your head on straight and if you follow God, you know, and if you do the right things. So, uh, of course, it's, uh, it's also known as Sin City, as we all know. And uh, a lot of my business friends uh, fell into that that sin world and they didn't make it in business. But uh, if, if, you, if you keep your head straight and, and you keep your heart in the right place and love God, I know you can you can make it in Vegas. So love that town. Love it a lot. <clears throat> That's my home. Amen. So. What would you describe Vegas as a for someone that was thinking about Vegas? And, you know, a lot of people, they think of the stereotype of it's just a strip. You know, they don't really know about Vegas. What would you describe being a native from um, Las Vegas? Well, what would I describe what? The whole culture of Vegas. Oh, I well, now, I mean, it's changed over the years. When I was growing up, uh, Rainbow was a dirt road when I went to uh, junior high school there. And uh, now it's, uh, you know, there's, it's gone miles past Rainbow and um, Vegas. Um, but looking back, Vegas isn't, there's one thing that hasn't changed in Vegas. And all the, even though it's an ever-changing town day in, day out. And I tell people nothing, nothing, nothing lasts more than 30 years in, in that town. If we got a hotel that's 30 years old, they, they blow it up somewhere around 30 and they put a new one up. And it just, it, it seems like it's always, they're always keeping it fresh and, and hot. But one thing that never changes about Vegas, and that is it's a, uh, it's a big, it's a great town in your 20s. Man, I mean, it's a party town. And it's like so many people in their 20s are having so much fun going out to all the clubs and doing all that crazy stuff and having fun. And uh, um, I was there too in my 20s. I, I was in the middle of it all. I was a nightclub DJ, one of the hot, hottest nightclubs in town. And I had uh, Leon Spinks and Diana Ross and Eddie Kendricks and all these amazing people on my dance floor every night. It was uh, some, some celebrity was always coming into my club. And it was a heyday, and uh, I wasn't walking with God then, so it was kind of crazy, you know. And that's, uh, uh, but uh, I survived. I, I like to say I survived the '70s, you know. It was like crazy in, in the '80s, and then. Uh, um, but today, even today, it's uh, in my opinion, it's it's a town. It's a, it's a if you're in your 20s, it's a, it's a fun place to live. But uh, um, uh, you know, it's 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 built on gambling and 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 drinking and partying. It's it's a uh, if you've ever been on a cruise ship, there's a deck on a lot of cruise ships. I spent five years on Carnival 
And there's a deck on every cruise ship in the world called the, the promenade deck. And the promenade deck is, uh, is the party deck. That's where the casino is, the bars, the nightclubs and all that. And, and uh, Vegas is uh, to me like one big cruise ship stuck in the middle of the desert. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's a fun time. And, uh, but on the flip side with my Vegas magazine, we, uh, um, we kind of get away from the strip. Um, I remember, I remember back in the day, people used to ask me, uh, 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 you know, where do you live? I mean, they, they come into Vegas for four days. Typically most of them from California, they come here for a, a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they head back and they never leave the strip They're on that one street. They never get off the strip. And when my Vegas was born, it was born during the recession back in seven and eight, uh, uh, the concept, but uh, um, it was built on the idea that I didn't want to be a, a tourist magazine, my, my product. I want to be something for the locals, talk about what the locals are doing. So uh, uh, that's where I was built and derived from. Uh, I, I, I know the whole Vegas strip scene, the party scene inside and out in that whole town, but I'd love to focus now on the people that, uh, uh, that, that make this engine run. You know, this, this Vegas engine, if you will. And uh, it's all of our business people in, in town and our community. I don't know how long you guys have been in town in Vegas, but uh, um, I don't really feel the need to go down to the strip unless I've got uh, some family in town or friends in town. They want to see it, you know, um, probably no different than my like my dad in Miami. He grew up in Miami. He didn't he didn't go to the beach unless he had family in town. And, you know, if we go to Miami, the first thing you want to do is hit the beach. Mm -hmm. But but. But when, when you live in Miami, it's the last thing you want to do unless you have family in town or friends in town. And so it, it's the uh, it's the uh, it's the, the, the main attraction. But, you know, when you're local, you've been there, done that. Mm -hmm. OK, so one thing I would say is with Las Vegas, a lot of people get surprised when I travel and tell people about the Christian community in Las Vegas. A lot of people <laughs> kind of don't don't think of when they think of Las Vegas as the Christian community. Right. What, from your experience, how big do you see our Christian community here in Las Vegas? Well, uh, I guess I got to reel it back a little bit to uh, uh, give you my, uh, uh, my background on, on, on Christianity. And as uh, uh, like uh, probably a lot of kids back in my day, a uh, mom, uh, uh, you see, there was, there was a lot of drugs in my family when I was a kid. My mom, she, she drugged me to school. She drugged me to church. You know, she drugged me to, you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, but that was when I was a kid, all right? I thought we were going somewhere deep. I was like, like this is about to be a success story. Right. We were all nodding, all serious, like. We were around 12 or 13. She said, now it's a choice if we want to go to church or not, or, you know, and how much we want to put that in. So obviously me and my three sisters, we just started uh, hanging out with our friends and we kind of left the church thing behind. And my pastor at my church, he talks about that a lot that we kind of drift away and try it on our own. So I tried it on my own in my twenties and thirties and forties. And then man, about 10 years ago, uh, uh, and I've been in and out of church. I was the, uh, what they call the, the uh, I was the CEO of church, you know, Christmas and Easter only, you know, and <laughs> I would visit uh, when, when I could and, and uh, on holidays, but uh, I drove by Crossing Church about uh, 10 years ago, and I said, what's that Look, big building? And, and I went in there, and I watched the pastor, and I got amazed. And uh, uh, so it's been, I got, I, got, I, got, I got addicted to, to, to a new life. I knew I needed a new life. I needed somebody. I needed a father, a father. To, my dad gone to heaven about 2014. So I needed a father figure, somebody that could represent and, and, and I could talk to and about, about life and, and things and, and teach me how to, how to uh, live a better life. 
So I drifted from the teenage years all the way up till uh, 10 years ago. And then I got back into the uh, church. Now my, my pastor is kind of a funny story. He has too, when he talked about his, uh, uh, his welcome to Vegas, he was uh, uh, in Kansas city and he gets his call and somebody said, uh, uh, I, I don't know how many people know about the, the whole, uh, the network of churches that I, that I belong to central. I was going to central back in the eighties and nineties, uh, visiting. I was a visitor, if you will. I called a visit. I was visiting church and I was visiting, uh, central when Gene Apple was there. And then I went over to uh, Canyon. I moved up Northwest and I went to, uh, uh Canyon Ridge, uh, uh, when Kevin Oder was a pastor there and again, visiting and visiting. But it wasn't until crossing where I started realizing that, you know, this is someplace I can hang out, the community, the people and the, and the, and the authenticity, which is hard to find in Vegas, authentic people, real people. You know, there's a lot of a lot of facade in Vegas, and, but it's built on that. It's built on being pretentious and being uh, it's kind of like Facebook. <laughs> they could have called it Vegas book. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Everybody's pretending to be somebody else. And I'm mean, not everybody, but a lot of people. But um, so I was looking for that in my life. And when I walked in that church. Uh, I met Pastor Shane, and I remember him telling me when he was invited to come to Vegas, him and his wife were already preaching at a church uh, back in Kansas City, and they said, no, Vegas, are you kidding? You know, that's Sin City. Who wants to go to Vegas? And uh, um, so uh, uh, then he said about a week later, his wife looked at each other, and they thought about it. They said, maybe, maybe they need us more there than any other city. So they did. They packed up their bags and they made the move after some thinking about it. They realized Vegas needs more faith and more Christians and more Christianity than probably any other town. So he said, why not? He started that church, I think, 17 or 18 years ago. He was at uh, Canyon Ridge and then he started uh, crossing. They offered him that and he's been doing that ever since. And I truly believe there is, uh, uh, it's growing, you know, it's growing and growing. I have I see more and more people. I, I when I first started going across, I didn't know anybody, but now I can. It used to take me five minutes to get my car to the seat. Now it takes me about forty-five minutes to get my car from the seat because I got to hug everybody, high-five all my friends, and see all their kids growing up. And it's so fun, and I love it. And uh, it's I, I realize it's a community, it's a and a lifestyle. It's just a lifestyle, and so um, that's what I did. I traded in my old uh, my old lifestyle with my, all my bar buddies for church buddies now, and. Uh, and we do everything together and, and, and I, I work on the, uh, I'm one of the table leaders at Alpha. I'm in the Monday night uh, class. I'm in the men's group, uh, Rooted. I just, I'm deeply involved and, you know, do all these mission trips and stuff. And, and uh, uh, it's just a whole new world for me. But I believe, and so I don't know to answer your question. I don't know if it's just because I th threw myself in the middle of this Christian community. I'm seeing everybody I know is a Christian and, and you know, and, and uh, and and uh, and walking with Jesus, you know, all my friends now are just basically out of crossing. So, but I feel it's going. I feel I feel it's spreading because when I post all my stuff on Facebook about the message I got every Sunday, I post on Facebook and and I got you know what ten five or ten thousand friends on that, and I'll get people to call me up and say hey or, or text me and say hey Mark, I've been I haven't talked to him five or ten years. They'd be like, hey, uh, what's that church you've been going to? I see you post all the time, and may I think I may want to go check it out. I'm like, well, come on, you know, I've, I've drugged back to the drug story. I drugged two friends to church and they didn't stick. You can't drag them to church. I've realized. So I just kind of post it and see who, you know, I'm fishing for my friends. If I can get them out. And I have got so many, I have gotten uh, uh, tons of friends that have, I've got probably about a hundred to 200 friends going to crossing now because of my post without even inviting them, they invite themselves. And that's the way it works. And then that's the one to stick, you know, and 
I've even got uh, uh, I even got an ex-wife back uh, as a friend. <laughs> and she and she 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 fell in love with God. And, and we haven't talked in 30 years. And, and now we're talking every weekend, you know, and it's just amazing when people change their life. Uh, um, I feel like, wow, it's like, it's a really joyous because I knew them then. They knew each other. We knew each other. Then. We were you know, all troublemakers back then. And now we're both walking, you know, walking around behind Jesus. It's so much fun, you know? So it's such, it brings me a big joy. So Vegas overall, I mean, I'm not a pastor uh, and I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a big picture of the whole town, but I, I, I tell you, I, I, I feel it's a big movement going on and, and I pick up my phone and there, there's there's uh, some march uh, marches are coming up in, in, in ten different states around the country. There's a Christian Christian march going on now, and uh, maybe it's just uh, uh, the more energy. You know what's that old saying? Uh, 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 where energy flows, everything goes. So I put energy into and into my faith and my Christianity, and it just comes back to me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's well. You know how Facebook and Google they they know what you've been looking at. And they say, if you're looking at couches, you know, all of a sudden a couch pops up or you look at a new car, new cars pop up. So when you start Googling faith and God and everything, all of a sudden invitations for other stuff comes up about Christianity. So to me, it's just coming all from all every window and every door I turn around. But I can't speak for the whole town. I can just speak for myself. Mm-hmm. Lost- I'm on mute. What I've always told a lot of people is that here in Las Vegas, I've done a study is it's almost 300 ministries here and counting um, that the last time I did a count of how many ministries actually are here in the Valley. And, but a lot of people wouldn't know that because like what you said earlier is that a lot of people only see that four miles of strip as a whole city. So one thing I would want to ask is what inspired um, you to really start highlighting? Cause a lot of times we have a story of why we do it. So for my Vegas magazine, you've highlighted a lot of locals, but what was your why that, that really sparked you to want to highlight other people? Cause you could have been like, I make a magazine about, you know, everything else. Um, it was, uh, um, pretty organic. You know, uh, I had my Vegas magazine was, uh, prior to my Vegas and prior to the recession, I had, uh, Las Vegas Health and Fitness Magazine, Las Vegas Home and Garden, Las Vegas Woman, Las Vegas Bride, Las Vegas uh, uh, This, Las Vegas Dine Out, Las Vegas Restaurant Guide. I had like 10 little magazines, all niche magazines. The recession hit and crushed them all down. And then I don't know if you remember back in the day where that recession, people were talking about college-age kids are moving back home with their parents to consolidate their bills under one roof. And I thought, well, that's, these are all my kids. That's what I'm going to do. So I put them, I called all my clients that I had left, only had like 10 or 20 in each magazine left. I called them all, they were the strong clients. I said, hey, I'm going to put you in this new magazine I'm making. It's going to be called My Vegas. And uh, 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 they all said, yes, but you'll have your own section. You have a restaurant section, a health section, a beauty section, uh, and this and that. And so I kind of put all 10 magazines into one. And it gave me about 100 or 150 customers. Uh, uh, and and it, that's how it was born. From there, about... That was in about 2009. The idea was uh, uh, forming and 10, we launched it. By 13 or 14, people were asking me, oh, I remember what it was. I went to Chicago on a trip and I saw this magazine that said the top 100 women of Chicago. I said, wow, I want to do that in Vegas, you know, and uh, uh, give respect to the women. I had three sisters and a mom. I was raised by four women and lived in a house with four women for 18 years, my first 18 years. And I just learned to love and respect women and all the hard things they do, especially single moms. And uh, um, like my mom was. So I did this section and it went over like crazy and everybody loved it. 
And some lady called me up after it was out and said, are you going to do one for the men? I said, oh, okay. So we did the top 100 men, uh, successful men in Las Vegas. And, and people like, and it just kind of organically grew from there. And then we did the doctors and the lawyers and the realtors. And so now every issue we're, we're trying to showcase some people and make them, make them feel good. And I'll tell you, I love this business because um, I make people smile and feel good and, uh, uh, and they're paying me for it. And that, you, that's the best job you can have. If you're making people happy and they're paying you for it, you know, it's like, wow, and you get paid, paid to make people happy. That's, that's what I call a, a, a nice job. So I love my job. I love my Vegas. And, and now we own my Nashville and my Austin, too. We're spreading the word. About how long does it take to do that, to profile 100 men or 100 women? 90 days. We, we do a magazine every 90 days. We, we, it's a quarterly magazine. But we've got some history now. So it take, it, we've got people that come back again and again, you know, and, uh, and all that. And, and the girls in my office, they do the whole system, you know, and, and, and some people uh, 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 are not. You can be in for free. Uh, you, you, know, you get a one-liner for free. But if you want to bump it up or supersize it, you can, you can blow up your, your, your entry, you know, if you will. Mm-hmm. And some people just get a one-liner. Some people want to blow it up and they want to be on the cover and do the whole story. And, and of course, that's where we make money, you know. But I tell everybody, you know, you can always you can go to Denny's and you can get something free. You can get a free glass of water and a free <laughs> with ice and a straw and a lemon and, and not pay a dime. But, you know, if you went to Grand Slam, you're going to have to pay for that, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody has a little something for free and, 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 and then but money you get the, you get the, the big the big package if you put some money on it. So it's turned out to be a, making me a living. But I tell you what really I'm excited about even to, to share with you before uh, before I lose out is that our newest section, we have my doctors, my attorney, my real estate, my pets, my family, my restaurants. We have all these sections in the magazine, but our newest one is My Faith. My Faith. That's nice. Very nice. Now, And this is a a, a non-revenue section. This is just something from my heart and something Mm -hmm. I got to do for God because God has turned me around. Uh, um, In short, my my, my, my story is the first five years of walking with God. When I walked in that church in 2012, um, I feel like he was, you know, taking off my old clothes, if you will, and my old behaviors. I was, I started talking to people nicer. I started behaving with more respect. I started uh, uh, being, uh, but the first five years I was still drinking and partying, you know, and I was still like, but I was going to church. I told my pastor, Shane, I said, I don't know if you know, Shane, but then five, first five years, I think I had some tequila on my breath the first five, you know, five Sunday morning, you know, I was sitting in the back because I didn't want you to smell it. <laughs> right. But uh, uh, now I sit in the front row. So um, slowly but surely, he started taking everything off. And the last one was uh, uh, all my old ways. And and and, and it was uh, 2017. Uh, it was um, five years into it. He got me to stop drinking. And God, and I made an agreement with God that I would never touch alcohol or liquor again, you know, because that was one of my downfalls, my strongholds, you know. Mm-hmm. And he and I made this agreement. And it has, uh, that was the last one. I think God was saying, you know, all right, we got y'all cleaned up, but are you ready for the big one? You got to put that bottle down, boy. I said, okay, all right, let, let's go. And we did, and, and he did, and we did. And, and, it, and now I spend three hours a day, maybe four, talking to somebody about God. I think it's got me got discipling for him, you know, and I love it because mm-hmm. clients will come into my office and they'll say, hey, Mark, I've got to talk to you, my ad. I, gotta, I might have to stop my ad. I'm having financial trouble and stuff and whatever. Right. And I'll say, okay, all right, well, what's, you know, what's going on? You know, I mean, uh, how can I help you? And they're like, uh, uh, 
oh, well, you know, my, uh, my husband has cancer now or something, you know, and I go, oh, oh, no. So we start talking about it and we find out what the real, or they're going through a divorce or something. And they open up and they start talking to me. And I tell you, I spent 10 minutes talking to them about the magazine, about three hours talking to them about God. Mm. And at one of my Rudy classes, they said, you know, uh, or one of my alpha classes, I can't remember. They said, you know, is it hard? Is it kind of tricky opening up the conversation about God? Is it difficult for you? You know, and, and for, you know, the first few years it, it was, you know, because you didn't want to come off as a Jesus freak and, and scare people away. Right. So now when I get this opportunity, I find my opener that works for me. And when I meet somebody that is uh, um, just having struggles in life. And it's usually not about the magazine. It's usually something else. And I say, well, and they, and they open up a little bit. I say, well, is everything okay? And they say, well, I'm going through a divorce right now and whatever. And I say, well, and they start crying. I got a box of Kleenex. I pull it out and they start crying. And I get to ask them my opener. I say, can I ask you a question? And they say, yes. I said, do I have the permission to be open and honest with you? And they say, yes. I say, let me ask you a question then. Where are you at with your faith? It's soft, a soft question. And they say, all, all of them say, like, what do you mean, like a religion? I say, well, whatever you call it. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, just all that stuff. Where are you at with that? Well, I go to church, you know, and Christmas and Easter. I go, okay, I used to do that. I get you. I got you, you know, and, and all that. We start talking about it. And I say, because, and I don't tell them what to do. Uh, I was taught that just to tell them what's, how it's changed my life. Just yeah. give them my testimony. So I just tell them, hey, here's what's happened to me. I know that when this started, you know, when I started giving God my time, he started giving me his time. And it was just, uh, uh, and, and I started loving on him more. He started loving on me more. And he took away, and, and, and I've probably been through everything they've all been. I've been divorced. You know, I've been broke. I've been uh, stabbed in the back. I've, I, you know, everything that's happening today has been already done in the Bible. You mm -hmm. know, adultery, uh, you know, uh, 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 murder, uh, incest, you know, everything, uh, uh, rape, all that stuff has been in the Bible. When I talked to my pastor Shane about about uh, about some struggles I was going through in those first five years, he said he told me he said, "Do you think this is new?" He said, "This is all happening in the Bible." He said, "You got to read the Bible more." He said, "You're gonna, this is not new. What's going on in today's crazy world is not new. Uh, I mean, even the uh, the six feet apart with Corona, that's in the Bible. It's in the Bible about six feet about you know when when they had those uh, problems, you know when they had the same diseases going around. They, 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 it was all written before you even woke up." We all know that. We all know that. But uh, um, but um, it's such a joy, and uh, now and uh, um, for me and and, and writing and, and talking about the people. So my ten years is it, just completely turned me around, my my life around, and and God has just keep blessing me. They say God will never give you more than you can handle. We've all heard that, and usually you hear it in bad times, right? Like, you know, hey, you know, I know you're going through struggle right now, but don't worry, honey, God will get, never give you more than you can handle. Well, it also works in the good times. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, uh, success and, and, and finance, God won't give you more than you can handle there either. You know how these uh, people hit the lottery and they win uh, uh, $100 million and then a year later they're broke again? Because they couldn't handle it. A man mm -hmm. gave them that money. God didn't give it to them. You know, God will give you what you, you know more than you can handle, good or bad, I believe. And... Uh, um, and I don't know why he loves me so much, but, you know, uh, 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 health is number one. Uh, if you want to hang out here in this training ground, I call it. Uh, uh, and he's given me the health. Uh, 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 the, some of my friends from high school aren't with us anymore, you know, and I'm still here. My, my whole family's gone. My mom, my dad, my three sisters, they're all in heaven. And I don't know why he still got me down here, but I'm okay with it, you know. And, and, but when I got to go, I got to go. When he needs me, I'll jump up there, too. I'm not afraid to go to heaven, you know. 
but because uh, uh, I, I know that's better than this. But uh, um, but while I'm down here, he's been blessing me, uh, and I call that uh, my three B's now are blessed beyond belief. Mm. Say, How you doing? I say, well, and I got three three newbies. It's blessed beyond belief, and and uh, being being good. So, but uh, that was my journey with the with the ten years uh, that, that I've been following God. And uh, uh, but I'm forgetting exactly what was the question right before that. You answered it. I just asked you how um, how long it took you to profile a hundred, but you answered it. Oh, profile hundred. So uh, yeah. So uh, so now giving the uh, giving these uh, uh, these folks uh, uh, the opportunity to uh, uh, to be in the magazine. I think uh, Pastor Jay, you were asking about that too. Uh, uh, it is a joy, and it touches my heart. Makes me feel good, and. And introduces me to more people. And then one, sooner or later, we wind up talking about God. <laughs> they come right. into the magazine. Oh, the faith section. Now I can't wait for the faith section. And in fact, uh, we, we're donating all the pages in there are free. Uh, I, I want to put testimonies in there. I want to put uh, 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 worship uh, uh, opportunities in there, you know, and, 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 and churches. I love for them to put their, uh, put their stuff in there. So Crossing's going to put one in. Uh, um, uh, Central's putting one in, uh, an ad, and then uh, um, my buddy Trey, he's starting a new church, uh, and he's going to put one in, and uh, if you guys, I'd love to put something about your show on in there, you know, any way I can help spread the word uh, of God, you know, uh, 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 I, I'm delighted to do it, and of course I don't charge, because, you know, you, uh, you, you don't charge God. <laughs> Amen. So if you want to run an ad for the show, this is a great show, I'm loving it, and <clears throat> Uh, I would love to put an ad. We could talk about that later on, and, and and you know, no charge, my man, no charge. Amen. Amen. I, I received that. All right. Go ahead, Simi. I was gonna say, Mark. You know, you have a lot of you have this big personality, and I wanted to ask a question. You know, before you came into the fold, became before you became a Christian, did you ever think for a moment, "Ooh, I wonder if I'm gonna change"? Like, I wonder if my character's gonna change. I'm gonna have to tone things down. You know, because I know sometimes when people are coming into the fold, they think I have I'm going to have this change. I wonder how things are going to be. But then when they come over, they find the same things that were used, that they were used by the world. God uses those same things. He cleans you up. Yeah. He uses those same gifts, yeah. the ones that he gave you in the first place, <laughs> those same skills the ones that he gave you for the first, first place. And then he turns your direction to him and you find that those same things that you were using, that you were being used by the world, that now you're being used by God. You know, you're like, I would have done this a little sooner. Had I known. hundred percent. I said all the time. <laughs> I'd have found God in my twenties. I could have, I'd have a whole different story. <laughs> yeah. But those are all the lessons that we needed to, you know, God had to let me go through what I had to go through to, to get to him. That was my journey. You know, we all have our different mm -hmm. journeys, but, uh, uh, put it. Uh, what's the what, so, uh, uh, Simi? What's the question then? Did so I, the question I, is: Do you find that you have you you are utilizing those same gifts, those same skill sets that you yeah. did when you were in the business world outside of the fold? That you're using those same skills and some of those same gifts in the church or um, in ministering to people that might, might need to know God. Yeah, but uh, uh, my relationship. Uh, um, my relationship skills are, um, are really, you know, keen and, and, and high on the chart if there is a chart. And, but I used to use them. Uh, uh, I used to use those skills just to get money out of people. And now, uh, uh, it, 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 it's not, I have to live and I have to pay my rent, but 
it's not my primary focus in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I want to, you know, I just want to, I want to healing their heart, making them happy is more important to me than, than grabbing them, making me happy. Mm. So I kind of reversed it. You know, I was focused on me making me happy. Well, and when I get to know you, what can I, what can you do for me? Now it's turned on, what can I do for you? You know, and, and, and sometimes it has nothing to do with the magazine. It just has to do with a conversation and a, and a, and a box of tissue. So you were, and so your motivation, the motivation has changed, but when you were a DJ, you were talkative. Were you talkative? Oh yeah. Yeah. Were you um, outgoing when you were oh, yeah. a businessman? Okay. Um, did people gravitate toward you? When you were in a crowd? So now do you find them doing those same things, even though your motivation is not money, your motivation is serving God yeah. and, and, and working your passion. Do you find those things, those things happening now, but as a Christian? Yeah. And, and matter of fact, I spent, uh, I started on Carnival Cruise Lines as a DJ and I wound up being a wedding singer and a social host and then a cruise director by the end. And I'd get up in front of 3000 people that I never met before and ask you, how do you feel? You're on a cruise, you know, and uh, you're crazy, you know, and, and somebody scream, you know, and all that. Right. And, uh, 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 you know, it, it, sometimes I think, you know, would I ever be a pastor, you know, on stage, but I have a lot of learning to do and I'd have to go to, uh, uh, I'd have to go to school for that because, uh, uh, there's some, every pastor I met knows the Bible. I got a lot of, I got a lot to learn on that. I don't want to get up on stage and look like a fool, you know, and not talking, just making stuff up. Where on a cruise ship, I can just make it up. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you just make it up. You can say anything. It doesn't matter, you know, but, but you got to know what you're talking about. If you're going to jump up on stage in front of people and talk about God, you know? So, uh, uh um, even in the game, I, uh, 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 you know, Brittany, I didn't know half the that stuff because, I'm still, I got seven Bibles and I'm still, uh, I'm still working through it, trying to read it every day and the highlighter. I got, you know, my big highlighters and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a lifelong process. You know, some people can read the Bible. I've got a buddy, my super analytical, he's only been going to crossing since uh, January uh, of mm -hmm. last year. So a year and a month now, 13 months, he's already read the Bible five times. He's so fast and he's, he can recite the Bible out of the lobby after church on Sunday. He'll start talking about something. He's like, oh, yeah, it's over in, uh, you know, well, it's in Job. You know, Job went through the same thing. And he's, I said, wow, you know, he's, and he's only been following God for 13 months and for one year. And I've been doing it 10 years. And, you know, some people are better, yeah. quicker, quicker learners. They can study something and, and, and absorb it all in real fast. Yeah, another, another area I'll tell you about is my, uh, my music. When the sun goes down, uh, uh, I, I, put, I close my computer and my laptop and I pick up my guitar and uh, right now, and I'm all about country music. And that's why I'm um, spending some time in Nashville. I, I've got some friends here now. And one of them is an amazing Christian guy I met. And we're doing a bunch of songs now that are uh, uh, got the country flavor, but we're talking about God. We're talking about, you know, you know, getting to church, you know, and uh, talking about, you know, the one that made the one that made it all clear, you know. And, and I, want, I want to start writing some Christian songs now that uh, – um, they're love songs, but you don't know when you listen to it, if it's about a girl or if it's about God, you know, like you changed my life, you know, and I, you know, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. You know, you don't know if I'm talking about, you know, uh, that girl or, or if I'm talking about God. <laughs> and so I want to have that. I want people to, I want, so it's going to sound country, but you got to go, Hmm, what's he talking? That could be a Christian song. It is, you know, it is. I want to, I want these 50, 50 songs, you know, half country and half Christian. And, and I'm excited about that. And I wrote my first one uh, about a girl, uh, uh, about forgiveness, actually, and uh, it's called uh, "Love You Like Jesus," and it was a pretty girl I met at the church, and I had uh, uh, it didn't it didn't go like we planned, but uh, I see her every Sunday, and I said, you know, I can't uh, I can't do it anymore like the old ways, you know, I can't uh, I can't get angry, I can't get revengeful, I can't think of uh, 
you know, I can't slam her. I can't gossip about her. I can't, you know, that's not the way Jesus would do it, you know? And so it's just really, really been a beautiful, I've seen the change in myself. And mm-hmm. when, when things go wrong, one day I was at my office on a Saturday. Nobody was there. I was just doing some Saturday work. And <clears throat> I looked out the window and I had a brand new gladiator truck. And the windows were down. I looked out my office window. I saw this young kid walking by. And uh, um, um, about 18, 19 years old, walking out front. And uh, he was looking at my truck. And I just looked over my computer. And I was looking at him working. And I looked up. And he ran. And he jumped. And he jumped into my truck. And he, like, you know, thrusted himself inside the open window. Like he's, you know, looking for, like, a, 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 my cell phone or a watch or something, right? And I ran. I said, oh, my, this guy's stealing me. I ran out there. And I was screaming. And I yelled. And this is, like, under my first five years, right? And I went out there and I was screaming, yelling at him, and I'm threatening him, and we're like getting ready to, you know, uh, to fight, and, and he's getting scared and nervous, and there was nothing in there. But I just, you know, the, the audacity of this kid, right? It was up in Summerlin, too, right? So, and, and then he eventually just ran off, and I, and I told him, don't you ever come back here, you little rat, you know, whatever, we're going on and on, and he's screaming at me, and he's running, and I'm screaming at him. And I went in my office, and I, and I sat down, and I just almost, I was shaking, I, was, I started crying because I did it wrong. I went back to the old way. Mm-hmm. I had a thousand dollars in my pocket, hundred dollar bills, you know, and I should have gone out there and said, hey, excuse me. Hey, son, he looked like me too. A little taller, though, blonde haired kid, you know, looked like, looked like a clean little Summerlin kid. I don't know what, you know, why, why he was even, maybe his mom and dad didn't give him the money or something, but I should have said, Hey, and waved a hundred dollar bill. Say, Hey, listen, I want to give this to you. It's a hundred dollars, but let me just sit, but sit down. Just give me five minutes. I want to talk to you about, you know, what's going on. I had a great opportunity right there to turn that kid around or have a God talk with him, you know, because he wouldn't hurt my truck. And, but I went back to my old way. Right. So I was so mad at myself. I went to my pastor, Shane. I told him, I said, I'm so mad and embarrassed myself. And I had to, this guy, Shane, my pastor, I can tell him anything, you know, and uh, uh, he's just amazing. You know, his answers to me because he's been, you know, he, he's, he's been, he's, he spent his whole life in the, in the, in the, in the uh, walking with God. So, I told him that story. He said, wow. He said, well, the good thing is you noticed. You noticed you caught yourself. You caught yourself slipping back to the old way and, you, and, and instantly said, now you know when this happens again. So, uh, you know, I, I, I could come home and there could be two guys with masks on and, you know, white, white pillowcases, you know, running out my, you know, ran, ransacking my house. And I'm not going to go crazy anymore. I was going to say, I got it. I, okay, I get it. You need some money. <laughs> you need some money because you're robbing my house. And, and okay, but you know, I'm not going to go crazy on him anymore. Like, where's my gun? I'm not going to go nuts. I'm not going to mm-hmm. like I used to. And I've learned. So the lesson with that day was, you know, wow. And and and, and it, it's not something that I figured out five days later or five months later. I figured it out five months later that I messed up, and I should have sat that kid down and maybe just maybe I could have turned his life around and helped him find God. And, you know, because he's looking for something probably to pawn or whatever, a phone or, you know, whatever he could find in the truck. I, he was so funny. His t- feet were kicking out the, out the side, out the side, you know. I could have grabbed his legs and pulled him, but <laughs> he jumped out when he heard, saw me coming. But it was like he was really in there trying to look for something, you know. And uh, 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 I just I'm, so I was mad at myself, but I'm so proud that, you know, that, that, that Shane, you know, made me realize uh, you caught yourself and, and, and that's the growth. That's where you start growing. You realize you are getting better. You're changing, you know, and, and, and uh, um, so a bottom line point being is that, uh, um, that uh, uh, 
you know, the change does happen. And, and, and I'm so glad I'm starting to notice it now more and more. And, and with the girl that I had to break up with, uh, uh, I, it was, it was evident right there again too. You know, she's a woman of God and she says, you know, she's got the Bible open at every red light. I mean, this girl, this is always, you know, uh, and she just, she, you know, people, most people got a cell phone while they're driving. She's got a Bible while she's driving, you know, and she's, a, she's just such a good woman. But, uh, and I, as I realized that I cannot end relationships with anger and hate anymore. If it's a kid in my car or if it's a girlfriend or whatever, I just gotta, I gotta do it like Jesus, you know, and that's the best way. So he's retraining, retraining me as a man. Uh, 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 and, and I love it. And, uh, um, so when we broke up, I wrote a song about that uh, uh, called Love You Like Jesus. Maybe I'll play it for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's the, um, the lesson in that is really what people need to know to feel comfortable to come to Jesus just as they are. Like it's not about perfection. It's progression. So just when you were talking about not knowing the scriptures with the game, I'm like, you know, I don't know. I can I know the Bible, but I can't tell you exactly where to go. I tell people all the time, Google is my best friend. Like there should be no shame in what you know or what you don't know and everything that you're talking about. Uh, prayerfully, whoever's watching, it will pull people in to just be comfortable where mm -hmm. they are to be able to go to Jesus. It's not about this perfection thing that we grew up in church, you know, learning about. It's not about that. Jesus accepts you just how you are. And just like you said, he changed you. He took certain things away from you. It's over time, as long as you keep walking with him and being mm -hmm. obedient, being obedient in this step and in that step. That's what the relationship is, is constantly growing because we're never going to reach any certain level until we're never going to reach perfection until Jesus comes right. back until he calls you home. So I'm glad that you took that. that whole testimony because that's really what the walk is about. I love how you put that too. It's, it's not about perfection. It's about progression. That's some beautiful mm -hmm. words right there because uh, I mean, I tell people, I said, there's only one man that walked this earth that was perfect and, you know, that never sinned and, and, and you know, all the rest of us, you know, that was Jesus. The rest of us, you know, uh, we're, we're just, all we can do is follow him and try mm -hmm. to be like him more and more every day. You know, one thing that you said that was very, very deep and showed signs of maturity, because um, a lot of people come into the Christian faith and they stay as a baby Christian. They, they stay there and there's people that's been in church for 40, 50, 60 years, and they would never admit what you just said. And what that is, is that you caught yourself doing something because you first of all you have to it's just like when you go to an AA meeting when you go to an AA meeting you gotta say I am an alcoholic a lot of people when they come into Christianity they feel like they can't express or they can't explain what they've been through but Jesus wants to take you as you are not as a person that you you want to per se kind of like what you said about Facebook not having the mask on of what you think people want to see you because right. Jesus wants you to come as you when you talked about come as you are it wasn't talking about clothes he was talking about your issues your problems as you are what you go home to he want that you not the one that you present to everybody because he knows that if he could get those layers off yeah. You could be able to be free from those things that you deal yeah. with in secret. And what you said was powerful. That's going to help somebody that's watching that you were able to check yourself because a lot of times when it comes down to why is that such a problem? My, my therapist told me this and it's, and I always refer to him because therapy has helped me a lot, be able to digress the, the information and the emotions it, my therapist, therapist told me this anger is your greatest teacher of things that you are still dealing with. Mm 
uh-huh. things that you thought that you were done and over with. As soon as you get angry, you'll see exactly what you still w- need to work on, what you still need to to develop in, and 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 really see the the either the growth or where some stuff that you need to give yourself feedback. And it was that was powerful because what you said is true. A lot of people need mentorship. A lot of these young kids nowadays, instead of crucifying them, they need mentors. They need a lot of people. I grew up in a household with my mom. I probably did a lot of dumb stuff that if somebody came to me and was like, hey, come talk to me. What's wrong? Why are you angry? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? It would have probably sped up me getting um, my stuff together compared to me just trying to figure it out. And that testimony just hit me. It was, it was deep. So getting all to concluding all everything together. Um, one thing I want to ask you, and I guess it'll be a two, twofold. First thing on the, on my Vegas magazine with you saying the update of, um, the update of the faith section, what will be the next projects that you have coming for my Vegas magazine and where can everybody find it? And what would be your last um, words of encouragement? If you was talking to somebody, somebody watching tonight, what would you encourage them um, with what they're going through? Okay. Well, um, what's next for my Vegas is uh, uh, we want to spread the word uh, around uh, uh, beyond Vegas. So Nashville is uh, uh, we opened up Nashville 19 20 uh, Corona kind of knocked the baby to the curb. Now we're putting it back together. We just opened up Austin. Uh, next is Orlando, Tampa, Charlotte, and San Diego. And uh, I'd like to get 10 cities across the Sun Belt uh, um, and uh, uh, see if I can just keep spreading God's word through that. Sneak it in there. You know what I mean? And uh, we got uh, the doctor, the restaurant section, and the family section, and food. But I want to slip my faith in all of them, you know, and I want to, uh, you know, because a lot of people, uh, um, you know, and probably like me, you know, uh, uh, you know, God's the last thing is the, the, the first thing you need, but the last, 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 first one you need, but the last one you call, you know, and, and I, and sometimes, and I don't want to scare them away, but I want to put in their testimonies about, you know, triumph. We have a lot of uh, rags to riches story in the magazine and my Vegas, for example, you know, like an attorney that came to town and went to UNLV, got their law degree and, you know, and now they're, they got a hundred people working for them, they're making uh, money and, 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 you know, rags to riches. They got a new car, new house and all that stuff. But in the same way, I, I know that testimonials on Monday night CR over at my church, there are, uh, uh, we hear these testimonials every now and then about people that are just, you know, we're living, you know, living a crazy, crazy life, you know, and, and how they found God and how it turned their life around. So it's like the before what changed your life and then the after, you know, and, and, and then how did, you know, uh, so you know, my life was like crazy. I was drinking and partying and whatever. And then uh, one day I found, you know, uh, somebody said, you know, uh, you know, somebody threw a Bible on my lap and I started reading it. And then, you know, whatever, however your door, you know, whatever their doorway was into God and the walking with God. And then and now it's, you know, whatever you're saying, like my own testimony. I mean, I haven't done my testimony yet, but I got uh, I got uh, I got a, a, a wild story and, and I just haven't put it into words yet. I'm, still, I'm waiting for God to, you know motivate me or to get inside me and do that. But I know a lot of other people that have done their testimony, not only written it out, but, you know, you stand up on stage at our church and, and, and talked about the struggles and the pain and the agony and then the uh, redemption and then the, and then the joy and the life after, you know, and uh, it's just like, mine is okay. I'm just okay with everything now. I get it. 
So if I'm driving down the road and some guy, you know, you know honks his horn at me and yells at me for cutting him off, okay, I get it. <laughs> if some one of my clients doesn't have the money to pay them, okay, I get it. If somebody's mad at me, okay, I get it. Everything now, I get it because I, I, I just have to ask myself, you know, I don't know um, how much God they have in them, but I was there. I had, I had, I call it like I have a God scale, one to ten. And I was a one for a long time. I believed in God, but I didn't worship him. I didn't go to church. I didn't do none of that. You know, I didn't, you know, I just called him when I was you know, hung over the next morning and hanging on to the toilet, you know, one time I talked to God. So I was there. And when you've been there, done that, then you can understand when other people are like that. And I was, you know, I was a guy flipping somebody off on the road, you know, and I was, you know, uh, uh, you know, I had, you know, just, you know, human stuff and, you know, and, and, and you know, inhumane, you know, just, just mean, just, just being a, just being a, a thug. Uh, is the thug as rugged as bone? I was a thug. But when you've been there, done that, it's easier to accept it now because uh, I've been there. I get it now. And, and so I just go like this to everybody. I'm okay. I got, I, I'm okay with whatever, you know. And so, and that's what I had to, you know, with that kid that was robbing my, my car, my truck that day, I should have had put the okay hat on, you know, it's okay. It's okay. I get it. You know, I was broke before and I used to, Rob seven. I used to steal stuff too when I was a kid. You know, I get it, but you know, you don't have to do that anymore. That's all. And if you know that, that's just that because you're living a life without you got no leadership. You know, and and probably has some bad role models. You know, our parents are our role models, and in many cases, our role models, our parents are. Uh, a lot of them don't have God inside. You know, how much God you got inside you is what I ask people. You know, you know, do you have a one, a two, or three, or a five, or seven? You got a lot of God. You know, if you got a lot of God, you got a lot of forgiveness. You know, and, and you learn forgiveness when you got a lot of God and you got a lot of forgiveness in you. You know, it's something I didn't have before. You know, I used to take people to court for, you know, if you owe me uh, 500 bucks, you know, we're going to small claims court. You know, <laughs> I don't sue anybody anymore. It's just, it's so negative. It's so, it's so evil and ugly. And, you know, and God wants me to forgive my clients. He wants me to forgive uh, my friends. He wants me to forgive my family. And, Wow, that was a huge gift. I'll tell you one last thing. Uh, 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 I have uh, 13 or t 10 every year at my church. When I go to church, not every Sunday is for me, but I listen to the message anyway. And sometimes they're a little for me and sometimes they're medium. But every now and then, about five to six times a year, man, that's a good one for me. It feels like, you know, is he talking to me? Does he know my story? You know, that sounds like my pastor's talking to me. Like somebody told my stuff, you know, <laughs> somebody told your business. Just kidding. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that feels like it's right for you. So uh, uh, but at the end of the year, I take those five. I call them nuggets. Those are nuggets. So I take those five or six nuggets at the end of the year and I write down uh, notes on my phone about uh, uh, what the biggest takeaway was with Jesus. And in my phone here, I tell you uh, and I call it my my annual takeaway and years at crossing. And uh, here's I'll just give you a brief here. Crossing. Oops. Uh, uh, and it's uh, right here. So in 2013, I walked into crossing, but I was lost and amazed. It was amazing, but I was lost. <laughs> Unfortunately, I stopped judging. It took me a couple of years. I was hitting, sitting there and I was watching and I'm looking and, and you know, they, they, back then they passed the hat. They don't do it anymore because they got now uh, they got it. Uh, they just stopped doing that and you can online. Also, but I, they're passing the hat and I'm putting in my five or 10 bucks and I'm kind of keeping an eye out. And nobody's putting any money down to my right. And I pass, put my 20, 10, 20 in and I look left. And nobody's putting on. And I'm thinking, 
Nobody's putting any money in. What's wrong with these people? I said, am I just because I have a magazine? What am I doing with money in the front row here? What's going on? And after two years, I heard Pastor Shane and he said, one day he said, uh, uh, so we have several ways to give, you know, and you can do it, you know, when we pass the ushers come up or you can do it online. And, and after I said, online. So I went and asked him, I said, how long have you been saying that? How long have you been doing this online thing? He said, we've been doing it all two years. You've been here. You just never listened. And I went, oh, my goodness. Now I give online. And, you know, that's what I give online. I don't, you know, I just passed the hat now, too, because I do it online. <laughs> I didn't know that. And then I saw this girl on her Facebook. And I said, I can't believe it. He's up there talking. That girl's on her Facebook. And then then this guy was on his Facebook and all this stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe all these people. I put my, turn my phone off. I put it in my pocket. I take it, you know, turn it. I don't want to bother the pastor, right? And then I hear him after two years. He said, uh, 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 okay, and uh, if you pull out your Bibles now, or if you have the Bible app, I said, what's an app? <laughs> a Bible app. So now I got it on my phone. I got the Bible app. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm such an idiot. I'm so dumb, whatever the word is. But, yeah, I was judging the first two years of that church. People right in front of me and right next to me. And I, so I, I took me two years. So 14, I stopped judging. 15, I got baptized. 16, I went through a whole big thing about forgiving others. I had to forgive my ex-wife that uh, had really stabbed me in the back twice really bad. And I learned how to forgive others. But 17, I had to learn how to forgive myself. Mm-hmm. And that was where I stopped drinking. And I, and, and I had to forgive myself for all the shame I'd put myself through over the years before. In 18, the Holy Spirit came inside me. And uh, 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 in 19, I fired my devil. I don't know if you know what that means, but uh, I, I have uh, my mama raised me. She said, you got an angel on this shoulder and a devil on the other. And you better watch out. If you pay too much attention to the devil, you're going to get in trouble. So I didn't know what that meant, or I didn't resonate with me until I saw a, a, a Donald Duck commercial, and, and Donald Duck had two things popped up. He had the angel of devil. I went, well, Mom said it, Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, it must be true. So I spent my whole life thinking I got a choice, and we do, obviously. But sometimes I did the good, and sometimes I did the bad. You know, and, and it took me a long time to realize. So I had a business coach for about four years, and uh, – after he and I ended our, our, our business agreement, uh, uh, I was back to, he, he kind of replaced them too. But after he left, I was back to, you know, time to decide to do right or do wrong or, or do good or do bad. And I came to realize I don't need, I don't need uh, the, the angel and the devil. My mom put it there. But I said, so what I did was I, uh, I said, I'm going to fire my devil. I fired my devil off my shoulder. And I, I asked God, can I, you please send me down another angel? And he did. Now I got two angels on my shoulder. <laughs> that's the way I live my life now. No, and so, and if I had a little kid now, I would not tell him that you got an angel on one. And I'd say, you got an angel on your left and an angel on your right. There's only two choices are, are do good or do good. Okay. And, <laughs> and, and that's, it. that's your two choices, not do good or do bad. When you have that 50 50 choice, like me, you, you, you kind of uh, it could take you can go down the wrong path if you're not careful, like mama said, but no more. So now I've got two angels. And that was, uh, I call that fire my devil in 19. 20, uh, 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 I learned all about the difference between fear and faith, and that was uh, the corona thing, corona year. 21, I found my uh, Christian soulmate. That was my girl. Uh, 22, uh, I learned to fight on my knees. I learned I like the song, you know, and now if I got, you know, struggles and I'm not afraid to get down in front of somebody, somebody wants to physically harm me, I'm not afraid to get down and, and on my knees and say, you know, before you knock my head off, can I just pray to God real quick? Okay, because, you know, you know, I, I, I just I just love God and I just want to pray for a minute. You know, I'm not afraid to get on my knees and, and 
and let uh, how's that song go? Uh, the battle belongs to uh, him, you know, and, and just give him all my battles. I guess that's the bottom line. So that was my big takeaway 22 is just giving him all my battles now, all of them, not just the ones I want and the ones I can't handle, but all of them. And so mm -hmm. I wake up every day in joy and battle free. Maybe I'll write a song called Battle Free. I'm battle free because what he gave me. Amen. Yeah. You heard it first here at Anointed Radio. Yeah. Well, Mark, one thing I want to just say, like I always say, is I thank you for coming on and telling your testimony because it, it's very important to be able to tell your testimony because there's power in your testimony. You don't know who watches this and be able to change their life. So I thank you so much. You're welcome. For coming on to Anointed Radio. And like I say to everybody, once you get on Anointed Radio, you're like family. So the things that you're doing, we're definitely here to help promote and let people know the great things that you're doing uh, ministry wise, the magazine wise, everything that you're doing. We're definitely here to be able to help and promote. And we just thank you because our mission statement here is that unity brings change. If the body of Christ could come together, we could be able to do such a great impact to help the people that are without hope and that are lost to be able to show them that we're a united front to be able to help people and not to compete with each other. So right. one thing that we definitely hear is to be able to be a help and be a support. So we thank you for coming on thank with you. us and we really appreciate your testimony. I, I got some takeaways. I, mm -hmm. I, got, I learned three B's tonight. So I'm really, I'm Absolutely. really you want, you want to hear a snippet of my song? Sure. I'll be like, all right, let me just get my guitar here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna play a snippet for you and say goodbye. As as we go, and then everybody make sure that you share, like, subscribe, follow us on podcasts. All right. Amen. Live at Anointed Radio. It began with a smile. We called it love, but that heart that I gave you just wasn't enough. You walked away, I fell to my knees. I had more faith in God than you had in me. Now I'm done with the anger and I'm done with the pain. Gonna learn to forgive you again and again. Take all of that grace that was given to me and give it to you. Unconditionally, even though I know I'll never be the man that he was, I'm gonna love you like Jesus. There you go, a little piece. The line about grace. I loved it. I liked it. I can't wait till it come out. When it comes out. We're going to put it out on Anointed Radio. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Very good. So Very definitely good. let us know. And all of my people that's watching, it's about that time. I want you to make sure that you follow Mark and My Vegas Magazine, My Austin Magazine, My Nashville. I think I'm missing out one. There's, I think those three. Well, those are the Austin. right now. There's, there's more coming, but those are the three yeah. big live ones right now. And make sure that you go follow Mark on his social media, his website, all those good things. Make sure that you follow. Thank you guys for watching tonight. And if you don't know, forgiveness could take you a long way. It'll take you places that you've been trying to get the whole time. And Jesus will be like, you finally got it once you forgive. Yeah. So with that being said, we'll see you guys next week.
Bye, everybody. Ciao. Nice to meet you guys. I'll see you soon. You too, Mark. Bye. Bye. Bye.